Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the stars in your chicken and stars soup. Except now, you don't eat chicken and stars because you know that chicken is factory farmed. That's us in a nutshell. Chicken and stars. I don't know if I... I didn't have chicken and stars much, did you? You know, I had chicken and stars infrequently, but the popular you're sick soup in my oh, house yeah. was uh, Mrs. Grass's. What's that? So it's regular chicken soup, but it has like this egg bouillon cube. It's like a like a waxy, weird egg of bouillon, like chicken bouillon broth that you drop into the soup. What kind of packaging does this thing come in? Like a box. Okay, so everything's... What is the chicken stored in? There's no chicken, really. Oh. It's like a chicken broth. Okay, the chicken is contained in the broth. So you have dry noodles Mm -hmm. in your box. What are the noodles like? What kind of noodle? They're like a short spaghetti, but very short. Very, okay. an inch long. Okay, go on. Um, And then whoever was the sickest that day got to put (laughs) the bouillon egg into the soup. (laughs) Hey, which one of you has the most germs on your hands? You handle the food. I guess it's going to get boiled. Yeah. I've never heard of this. All we had was, uh, you know, Campbell's chicken noodle. Campbell's chicken and stars. They made both. Yeah. But I had the chicken noodle. Well, which why wouldn't I'd... you eat stars? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think it's like everything. My mom probably had the Campbell's chicken noodle when she was a kid. Your mom probably had Mrs. Grassley's when she was a kid. And here we are. All right, Kate. Have you ever seen the film We're Back, A Dinosaur's Story? I don't think so, but I may have. I want to clarify that. Because I remember like a hazy memory of like a dinosaur movie. What color is the T-Rex? Orange. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. That's this movie. Okay. This is hazy for me too. What else do you remember? That's it. I want to clarify. There's an exclamation point after we're back. So it's like, we're back. This began its life as a children's book written and illustrated by Hudson Talbot in 1987. Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg created his own animation studio, Amblimation. Oh, Steven. Amblimation? Amblimation? Steven, Um, it's not good either way. An offshoot of Amblin, of course, his live action movie production company. And he started the animation division in 1989. This is after The Land Before Time, right? So he gets Don Bluth to help him make The Land Before Time. And then Steven Spielberg says, you know what? I'm opening my own full-fledged animation division. This is going to last a long time. We might as well bring it in-house. However, once he started this division, they only made three movies. The sequel to An American Tale, which was An American Tale, colon, Fievel Goes West. Great movie. The movie we're going to watch today, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. And then the only other one he made after that was Balto. And then they closed this animation division of Amblin in 1997. This movie came out in theaters November 24th, 1993. It was directed by Dick Zondag, Ralph Zondag, Phil Nibelink, and Simon Wells. Great names. It was written by John Patrick Shanley, the writer of Moonstruck. Oh. You love Moonstruck. Maybe we'll get some snappy dialogue in here. And of course, Hudson Talbot gets the Based on the Book by credit. Steven Spielberg grabbed the rights to this book before Disney could. It was probably going to be a Disney movie if Spielberg didn't come along. And I have like vague, warm and fuzzy feelings of this movie. Just like you said, it's hazy. Um, You know, John Goodman's voice as the orange T-Rex. Maybe there's a crystal ball, a mad scientist, Times Square. I don't know. And as this is our third and final Steven Spielberg dinosaur movie from the late 80s and early 90s, we've done in a row here. uh, This one's just interesting because even at the time, it was kind of advertised as Steven Spielberg's slightly more family-friendly alternative to his own movie, Jurassic Park. That came out in the summer of 93. This comes out in the fall. And it's like, you you know, if Jurassic Park was too intense for your kid, here's this other Steven Spielberg dinosaur movie. Do you ever think that uh, some parents were like, oh yeah, we're going to watch Jurassic Park. So the kid didn't feel left out, but it was weird back. Like how my mom told me that fish sticks were breadsticks. Years. Welcome, welcome. You've taken so long I almost gave up. But the good captain explained, you've had so many adventures. Well, 
You must be tired after such doings. I'm sure you'll sleep well tonight. Have your dreams of this beautiful world, and tomorrow you'll begin to fulfill the wishes of many children. Ray and Pearlman? What are you doing here? Oh, oh, I forgot. The cast is Julia so weird. Julia Child? Walter, Walter Cronkite. Cronkite? The cast is so weird. Martin Short, Yardley Smith from The Simpsons, Jay Leno. Ew, Jay Leno. Thomas Dolby is doing songs. This is wild. <laughs> little Richard. We got little Richard. The cast is pretty bizarre. It kind of feels like they were throwing darts <laughs> at like a big dartboard where it was like, uh, who's going to do the music? Little Richard. But the choices are like Little Richard, U2, <laughs> Devo. <laughs> <laughs> and Weird Al Yankovic, you know? Oh, that would have been great. What do you think it was like growing up in the Zondag house? You think they're brothers? They have to be, right? No, Tyler, it's just two people with the last name Zondag. They could be not related. cousins? Oh, it's animated. Mom, if you're listening, I forgive you for the breadsticks, fish sticks thing. I understand that kids need protein. Nope, now there's a dinosaur. He's golfing. Why is he golfing? This is a little confusing. We've been spending time with these birds in a nest, which theoretically could take place in any time period. I assumed they were modern day, but now we're seeing a T-Rex on a golf course interacting with the birds. I don't like that T-Rex's snout. All right, so this T-Rex is telling us a story about how he used to be like violent and hungry and animalistic. And now he's civilized because he plays golf. Okay. Steven, I'm dubious. What is this? This is like an alien ship. This is really this is confusing like so some far. ancient alien <laughs> shit right here. I'm sorry. This is a big moth. A giant, like, wooden spaceship has just arrived. Yeah, kind of like a steampunk alien ship, right? And we are in prehistoric dinosaur yeah. times now. Wow, I don't remember any of this. All I remember is a crystal ball, Times Square, a 90s kid, and the T-Rex. The alien is trying to get the dinosaur to eat cereal. This is so confusing, Tyler. I, I don't like this. Why is that herbivore eating a hot dog? A triceratops is just munching hot dogs. Where are they getting all these hot dogs from? It's the Jurassic period. It's from the aliens. I don't like this. The aliens brought cereal and hot dogs. This is really confusing and high concept, right? These are good looking hot dogs though. Are they? In the tradition of... Cartoon food? Great looking cartoon food. I'm so confused about this alien ship. Aliens have arrived to make the dinosaurs able to talk, be more human-like. Who's that? Is this a human? That's a man, Tyler. Huh. So this creepy old entrepreneur, he's like, I made a fortune on my brain grain cereal and now I'm trying to give back. Give back to whom? Give what back? So this isn't a spaceship. It's a time traveling ship. And he's got some kind of creepy wish radio. Oh, maybe it's not a crystal ball. Maybe it's bubbles that I'm remembering. Yeah. So the captain of this ship is like, all right, I'm going to take all these children's wishes about dinosaurs and make them come true. This is a terrible idea. He could spy on anyone who says the phrase, I wish, which mostly seems to be children. And I'm sure there was like, I wish I wasn't being abused. Yeah. I wish but that I had... But he decided he picked dinosaurs. I wish I had food security. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, a lot of these kids wish they could see a dinosaur. Well... That I can do. Why are we flying into space? I think I don't remember this because it's too complicated. This is the trippiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the ship has flown Steven. up into space and now they're advancing time. So we watch the earth like spin around really fast. It is pretty cool. Steven, are you okay? His name is Captain New Eyes. You know that thing in story writing where it's like you're really only supposed to get the audience to suspend their belief for one big thing? We had the golfing dinosaur. We've had the brain grain cereal and a little alien guy. Now we have a time-traveling flying ship. It's like a big steampunk moth. <laughs> we got a wish radio. We got an entrepreneur, uh, a multi-millionaire <laughs> who wants to give back. That's the part where I can't yeah. suspend my disbelief, let me tell you. New Eyes has an evil time-traveling brother who they have to avoid. Tyler, this is the weirdest 
that you've ever shown me. They've used the word Arrivederci twice in the span of 15 minutes, and I am suspicious about it. The dinosaurs are parachuting to Earth. This is so out there. Oh, now we got a cool kid who lives on a boat. He's 100% a Hudson River orphan, and now these dinos are parachuting right next to his houseboat and destroyed it. It's completely destroyed. Here's this streetwise kid from Queens about to show these dinosaurs how to love. Now this kid is operating a backhoe. <laughs> this is like an ocean nightmare. They're gonna have to shut this job site down. I think they were trying to check off all the things little kids love. Uh, construction equipment. Trucks, space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bubbles. Orphans on a boat. So far, the animation, great. Looks beautiful. Very technically nice looking. On par with Disney, I'd say, at this era. The, the plot? Yeah, the storytelling, the writing. The plot is thinner than that threadbare blanket that you got when you were a little baby and you would drag around with you and you drug around with you for like nine years and then you look at it as a nine-year-old and it's basically just like a, a held together by six threads and like one satin strip. That's the plot. Look, we got a couple 3D buildings here. I was going to say, this looks like weird early 3D animation. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Okay, so Louis has somehow landed at this, like, super-duper penthouse to return this little girl's hat, right? And she's, like, sad on Thanksgiving. And Louis's like, why are you so upset, huh? And she's like, my parents. And he goes, oh, do they beat you? And she's like, no, they just don't pay attention to me. It's very revealing about Louis. <laughs> maybe why he's living on a houseboat. Yeah, maybe. Thanks. Now Louis's going to abduct this kid. What's it called when a kid abducts a kid? I guess they're just running away. Okay, so her parents have like full on left her. Yeah, they're on vacation in this photo and wrote, wish you were here and sent it, it to and her. It's Thanksgiving. That's hilarious. Does she have an original Jasper Johns in her house? She does. Sometimes, in order to get an original Jasper Johns in your house, you need to experience some emotional neglect from your parents. <laughs> Did you see? I know this isn't funny. Did you see the the framed picture? It's a photo of her at family night at school, and she's at a table alone. Why would they frame that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, Annabelle, here's the reminder that we hate you. <laughs> I don't know this kid's name. <laughs> Is the joke that, like, people are so busy and into their own world in New York that they might not notice giant dinosaurs? Dinosaurs? Yeah, they're gonna eat that little kid. Cecilia. Ah, uh, Cecilia Nuthatch. Oh, what? Oh now we're no, singing. a musical number. <sighs> I had no idea. Turn back the clock, maybe you can see why the 20th century appeals to me. So much to learn and so much to do, and a zillion wonderful things to chew. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Turn back the clock. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sang this song with me. Now we got a line dance of kids dancing. Oh my, this is, Tyler, no, this is too much for me. Why are they letting John Goodman Shrek song this? They would have been bazookaed off the street 10 minutes ago. I love Julia Child so much and I'm so confused by her presence here. There's just so much happening. Also, how does this dino know how to drive? This is a pretty chaotic sequence. The dinosaurs are hurtling around the city. Some by air, some by motorcycle. Steven Spielberg loves a screaming dino. (laughs) Also a militarized police force. Oh, look, the T-Rex is in the bed of a pickup truck, kind of riding it like a cool skateboard. Yep, just added to the list of things that kids love. It's actually a pretty cool visual, I'm not going to lie. Look, he's like grinding on the, the bridge supports. He's about to shred. Who's driving the pickup? Just like a frightened man? They just got blown up in a building that was being demolished. Tyler, I am so exhausted by this. <laughs> I think I remember being terrified of Professor Screwwise. Well, here he comes. I think I remember having nightmares about this. 
what if this podcast recording... And I think I remember, like, telling my sister, like, he's going to come and get you in the night. You're going to deserve it when you get a nightmare tonight. Also, it's the 90s. Why are these kids wandering around in Central Park? You know, it was weird then. They're really making Central Park look really scary. Yeah, it's horrifying. All right, so now Louis is fighting with these carnies. Cecilia Nuthatch has literally zero personality. She's like, oh, Louis, you're so brave. Great. Wow. She exists only to have blue eyes and tell Louis how brave he is. <laughs> Don't forget to be sad about her parents. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I remember this dude. All right. So we've just been introduced to Professor Screw Eyes. Not new eyes. Not to be confused. Are they? He said they're brothers? They're brothers. Why do they have a different last name? Yeah, you don't want to be a part of this circus, Louie. It's scary as fuck. So now there's a, a large <laughs> plot point about contract law. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh, did he get pricked by the Yeah, so he has to sign this contract in blood to an old ringmaster. This is crazy. Yeah. What? The contract is like evil satanic magic. Yeah. It's blank, and then when he puts his one little drop of blood on it. Who thought this was a good idea? This is terrible. Hey, kids, want to see how to get your finger to bleed? Yeah. They're going over to a carnival attraction called Naughty Boy's Delight. This is scary. All right, I remember this being so, so terrifying. It still is. So the main conflict of this movie is, hey, kids, do you want to go to an evil, dangerous, but probably pretty fun circus, or do you want to go to the Natural History Museum? He just keeps zooming in on his evil <laughs> yeah, glass eye. Yeah, I remember eye. being so scared of it. So now he has a fear radio. <laughs> so the evil Professor Screw Eyes has like a radio that just broadcasts fears. So the fear radio, instead of like kids floating in little bubbles, it's just ghost specter children. And they're blasting out of the radio like, monsters are gonna eat me. I thought it would be sad to see a real life wish radio. This would be really bad. The fear radio. That's Quaaludes. Oh my God. And he has a oh, just a vial of drugs and they straight up look they're like drugs. Quaaludes. Just pills. Yeah. They're little pills, little white pills. And their brain drain, which will what? Return them back to their their limbic dinosaur reptilian state. Super id state. <laughs> this is wild, my dudes. Wow. <laughs> Do not watch this movie if you want to sleep ever again. What is that? Oh my god. So now he's hypnotized the children with his evil eye. He's giving the kids drugs. He just snapped a pill in half to have them share. What? So he devolved the children into chimpanzees yeah. because they took drugs. Because they signed a contract they didn't read before signing it in blood. So he's like, all right, if you take these Quaalude brain drain pills that will make you scary again, I will unturn these children into monkeys. I will return them to their original state. This is the f***ing weirdest thing I've ever seen. They just met these kids like six hours ago. No one's going to miss them. One kid's an orphan, the other one's parents obviously don't want one or yet. So there's like the body horror of being turned into a monkey. So they're trying to show us that like pills are evil, kind of. I don't know if any kid would get that message out of that, but. Tyler, if you could take a pill that would turn you into a monkey for a little bit, would you? If it was temporary, yeah. Are we supposed to feel sad right now? Tyler, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. They're not hitting the emotional notes of Littlefoot's mom. I've rarely felt less invested in a story. This kid is just a human looking Max Goof. How did uh, Stubbs the Clown get thrown out of the legitimate circus? I'm a bit worried. Stubbs the Clown is like weirdly devoted to Professor Screw Eyes. He's like, no, it's just the circus has gotten a little weird lately, but uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll be okay. And you're like, what? He's been turning children into monkeys, but... You, you can't just stay in a toxic workplace because of sunk costs. 
I'm just saying, if you're in a weird workplace and maybe your boss is turning kids into monkeys or, you know, if, if he's got like a weird vibe, you can leave. You can go. It's okay. It's not quiet quitting. You're just setting boundaries. He makes you take pills from a glowing green jar. Yeah. Okay, this I remember, and I remember being so, so scared. So now, yeah, we're watching the evil circus, and everything about it is frightening. This is something I would really dig, like, now, as an adult. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, an edgy circus. It's a little too much for you as a little kid. Yeah. Literally growing up, I think my mom was like, no, you are not allowed to watch this after we watched it once, because my sister and I were so scared. The main, like, set for the circus is a giant skull with bats flying out of its eyes. Evil performers dressed as devils with pitchforks come out of the skull. This is mouth. the height of the satanic panic also. Like, let's not forget. <laughs> Now, like, ghosts are shooting out of the skull. See, there's, like, a pentagram drawn on the floor. This is nuts. Yeah, Tyler. Everything's exploding. There's so much going on here. It's just beyond. Oh, and now the evil skull set piece is going to move around because it's, it's, like, animatronic. I cannot handle this. Now we've got elephants pulling some kind of cart, so you just, like, throw in some animal abuse, too, you know? I don't remember any of this. Yeah, because you blocked it out because it was too scary. I don't know if I got past the uh, parade scene. You did not have an attention span. So now Professor Screw-Eyes has revealed the dinosaurs, and they're just, like, scary and angry, and people are trampling each other to get away. Okay, so he's got, like, a hypnotizing laser eye. Yeah, so the T-Rex is about to eat Screw eyes. So Louis is going to heal Rex, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, from his quaalude fog with the power of love. What did you say at the beginning of the movie? Here's a, a river orphan to teach these dinosaurs about love? You were right. I would just like to say, contrary to what I said at the beginning of the episode, this is not less scary than Jurassic Park. No, this, this is movie much is scarier. more scary than Jurassic Park. <laughs> Literally, they just need to hug each dinosaur, and then they transform into their cartoony version, and they're, what now? They're going to burn the evil out of this place with the power of light. Oh, no, the steam... I'm sure the steampunk moth spaceship's coming. Oh, Christ. Here it is. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Now, this steampunk moth spaceship is just blasting rockets down. Well, they're sh shooting the shackles off of the dinosaurs. Kind of a weird choice. Like, could we just unlock them? <laughs> We went through all this, and then they had to add a gender roles thing at the end. The girl kissed the boy. He goes, that's unmanly. She goes, you're right. You should be kissing me. Dear God. And then the pterodactyl, watching the two children kiss, flew up to the T-Rex and says, we should have a baby. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, Tyler. I can't believe you made me watch this. I didn't think it'd be like this. Look, Stubbs quit his toxic workplace. I'm so proud of Stubbs. He's going to start a clown union. And look, the audience is loving him, speaking truth to power, screaming at his boss, quitting. I do kind of like this bit where he's that, giving This was back. the best bit in the whole movie. Stubbs is returning all his stuff as he quits, and it's like a pretty funny uh, list of clown-like things that get more and more absurd. Now they're flying off in this big steampunk moth. I think we needed more Julia Child. Where is she? Why would you put Julia Child in this movie yeah, and not utilize she her She spoke like twice so far, and there's less than ten minutes left. Is the bad guy getting eaten by birds? I remember this. Did the birds eat him? Maybe he was made of birds. And then just a screw was on the ground. His eye was a screw, literally dissolved. a screw. Yeah. Okay, they're at the museum. Here's your girl. Louis and Cecilia made up with their parents. It was not the children's responsibility to make up with their parents. No. So what, is, he, is, is Rex taking a break, a vacation from his job at the museum to go golfing? 
Little Richard is giving me, like, a little bit of heavy metal vibes when he's like, the first one came out of the ocean and rock! <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, what? Yeah, but this song's great and all. We only spent maybe three minutes in prehistoric times oh, in this yeah, movie. No. But don't old people spend all the time talking about the good old days, you know? <laughs> Kate, I am the host of a podcast where I literally just am clawing to get back. You're trying to turn back the rock. planet glowed like an embryo. The lava flowed from a live volcano. The earth was smoking. Wounds were open. Not a word was spoken. As the first one came out of the ocean and rocked. Roll back the rock. I'm going to tell you, Roll Back the Rock, though, is a bop. It's just the confusing cherry on top of this very confusing movie. I like weird stuff. I like time travel. Love it. I like dinosaurs. Big fan. I, I like media from the 90s. This was so strange. It was literally one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Like, no joke. Here, props to Spielberg for doing something very different from The Land Before Time, but this is like the opposite and not in a good way. Uh-huh. Like, The Land Before Time, say what you will about it, I know they scream a lot, but very simple premise. Yeah. Dinosaurs separated from their parents trying to migrate to a plentiful land because things are dangerous. Great. Simple. Takes place in prehistoric times. Very easy to understand, follow. They do pretty interesting things with it. This movie, I'm not exaggerating when I say this is one of the most convoluted. It's probably the most convoluted premise I've ever seen so for an confusing. animated children's film. And I think when I was little and I saw this, it made it that much scarier mm -hmm. because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, why is the man in his eye? And uh, and he looks scary. And then like lasers are shooting out. And then there's dinosaurs there. Yeah. But also the Macy's Day Parade. And the spaceship looks like a pirate ship. It's just so weird. Oh, Martin Short was Stubbs the Clown. That makes sense. Uh, I'd, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, all right. Larry King is himself when? What? When did that happen? Where was Larry King in this? I don't know. He must have been doing a news report somewhere. Oh, maybe. He missed it. Or in the crowd. I, I don't care. Amblimation only made three movies, Kate. Can you believe it? I th we do need to watch An American Tale and Five Goes West because Five Goes West, a bop. Five Goes West is good. I can't, in my mind, differentiate between the two movies. I remember them both being good, Uh huh. but Five Goes West was my jam. How about Balto? Were you too old when Balto came out? Um, no, I, we definitely watched Balto, and uh, one of my favorite people in the world, my cousin, was really into Balto. Uh, obsessed with Balto. <laughs> yeah. We'll get around to it. I mean, look, yeah, Five Goes West is definitely on our list. I, I am very interested, as you can tell, to revisit at some of these more obscure, non-Disney animated mm -hmm. movies from this era. But this one, ooh baby. This was like when you were little and you were sick and like you weren't sure what was real and what wasn't real. Like this is <laughs> Did like Did you that. almost die of a fever as a Tyler, child? It, this worries I, me because I want to watch all these other movies and I hope they're not this bad. I'm literally sitting, like sometimes when we finish the podcast, mm -hmm. I get right up and I'm like, all right, we got to do chores. We got to do things. I'm sitting here just completely stunned. Like my legs don't even work. Okay, great cinema is supposed to make you feel something. I, They've made us feel 
feel something. It made me feel it's confused. S- so confused. Baffled. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm grown and I'm scared. It's a weird one too, because like it's so weird, but it's not weird enough for me to say like everybody's gotta go watch this. Yeah, no, no. It doesn't execute being super weird, you know, in like some gotta watch kind of yeah, way. Yeah, like a culty, like yeah. cult classic. It's like, just oh, see it now. Bizarre. No, it's not like that. It's just like I'm scared and confused. Yeah. And hey, I just don't want to do it anymore. Rank these three. Ready? Jurassic Park, Land Before Time, this. Jurassic Park, Land Before Time, this. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Right? Totally agree. Jurassic Park, amazing. <laughs> super fun. Wacky. Who's supervising these kids? But I get it. Land Before Time. A lot of screaming. Kid actors, which we know my feelings about kid actors. Mm-hmm. This was rated G? This is the scariest thing that we've seen for the podcast. This should be rated NC-17. <laughs> I've I'm had enough. We're back. A dinosaur story featuring the voices of John Goodman. Roll back right to the dawn of time when Earth was smoking and the lava flow. Martin Short. I like comedy myself. Jay Leno. You're gonna love this. Julia Child. Welcome, welcome. And Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Based upon the best loved children's book by Hudson Talbot. We're back. A dinosaur story. Where is Central Park? Did I do anything bad? No. You were great. <laughs>